You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're going to continue what we've just been doing um, in a scattered fashion, which is just talking about aligning with laws or natural laws. The natural laws of God, of course, spiritual laws of God are extremely important to align with uh, for example, salvation, that one is a law. If you will be saved or if you're going to um, have eternal life, you must go through Jesus Christ. If you're going to go to God, you must go through Jesus Christ. Those ones are established rules of the game, spiritually. You cannot evade them. And there are many other spiritual laws, spiritual rules, like honor, submission, service, a lot of things, a lot of things that must be observed, that when you break yourself against those things, you will not see spiritual success simple because the point of laws is laws uphold certain things so if you want to succeed in those areas you just align with the law just align with the law stay with the law the law will protect you the law will keep you and we've been making a very strong emphasis on natural laws natural laws right that if you want to enjoy this life you better understand natural laws i don't care which area of life there are always laws governing every area of life aligning with those laws help tremendously helps tremendously right Uh, we have areas like health for example as i said no matter how much of a prayer warrior you are you will still have to learn how to you know what's the word how to agree with the laws of health the laws of health you understand to keep a healthy body Okay, so today I'm going to go specifically into um, the fact that these laws also come around in the area of morality. Even, you know, even before we get into the Bible and what the Bible has to say about um, morality and all those things, you have to realize that before the Bible came, right, there were already these, these rules or laws about God's standard for doing things, right? The moral way were already available. They're already there. If, if the Ten Commandments was not the introduction of God's laws, actually, they were not the first introduction. There was already that um, what they call it persuasion in the hearts of men. Let's examine the Book of Romans. Book of Romans gives us some very keen insight. Romans chapter two, verse fourteen. For when the Gentiles, Gentiles are non-Jews right who did not obviously have the law the law was given to the jews that's the laws of moses for when the gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law these having not the law are a law unto themselves are you seeing that which show the works of the law written in their hearts their conscience also bearing witness are you seeing that aha and their thoughts to the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. So, in other words, what is it saying? It is telling you that, <laughs> that the laws of Moses, even the gospel that we have today, which we know is the law of love, the gospel, there are still the do's and don'ts in the gospel based on the nature we now have in Christ. 
you realize that that or that set of how laws or the moral code, the rules of morality, were already in existence before the law came. When God made the world, he already put it in the hearts of men, these laws. So men actually on the inside know what is right and what is wrong. You understand? Men know what is right and what is wrong. That's why it says here, very, I think this is so, so clear. It says, they have the, if, the, if by nature they do the things contained in the law, that is, they have not seen the laws of Moses, but by nature, they know it's wrong to take what belongs to someone else. It is wrong to do this. It is wrong to do that. They already know. Are you seeing that? He says, which shows that the work of the law written in their heart, their conscience also bearing witness. Their conscience agreeing, <laughs> you know, with that. So, it just tells you that these things have been established way before that. So, I, I believe from this, you can actually make a very, very valid case outside the Bible concerning morality. You can make a very, very strong case that in the heart of every man or woman, the 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 ability to know right and wrong is very, very much there. It's very, very much there. Today, what we see in our world is that people try to define morality by the general consensus. That is, if enough people can come around and agree that this is right, then it is right. If enough people can come around and agree that this is wrong, then it is wrong. So that's why you see when you talk, I, I said a lot, a few things about the LGBTQ community yesterday on feminism and all that stuff. There's a lot of these things that if you come out to say this is right or wrong, they can tell you, well, we don't think it is right. You understand? It is now um, truth has become subjective. It is now, um, or morality, truth is now subjective. In other words, if I don't feel it is right, then it is not right. You get, aha. Uh-huh. And as I said before, I said, just watch, you're going to see that the people who are committing the sin of pedophilia, they're also advocating for their own rights too. You understand? All this is under the banner of social justice and everything, but um, they're advocating for their own rights too. Now, Point being, why am I going on all these, these tangents and everything? I'm going on all these tangents because, as I said, um, God's laws are already evident in nature. In nature, God's laws, God's rules are evident. If you look at Romans, that's actually Romans 2. Romans 1, I think Romans really does a very good job of nailing this. Romans 1, if you go down, it tells us that um, Romans 1 verse 20 or from verse 18 for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness right and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness that hold the truth is actually that they suppress the truth in unrighteousness in other words they know the truth the truth is evident to them right but they suppress it they don't want to agree that it's the truth now look at the second reason for for such a statement the bold statement romans 119 because that which may be known of god is what manifest to them the truth of god is what is shown to them or is manifest it even says in them for god has showed it to them (laughs) so they are saying we can make a case for the fact that you know the truth that god exists because god has shown you for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. So, I want to say that nature contains God's, um, how do I put it, the information there is a God, but nature also contains God's wisdom because if you look at how God made the world, the it is the sense of organization, sense of details, sense of, 
intention or intent in everything that God made in the world around us that tells us that there is a God. But at the same time, that level of organization, intent, and everything also declares to us God's wisdom. It declares to us that this is how things should run, things should work. You get, there is actually wisdom in the laws of God. When, if, if you notice, when God says, don't do this, you're actually looking at God putting an instruction to defend um, the wisdom or to protect the wisdom with which he created something. So, it's, you see here, he says in like Deuteronomy where it tells you, do not lie with your father or mother, do not lie with your sister, do not lie with your brother. There are just some, based on his wisdom, he, everything is created the way it's created. Like, by his wisdom. Bible says that through wisdom, the earth was founded. I'm trying to remember that scripture. But the wisdom was, the earth was founded in God's wisdom. In God's wisdom, God said, this is how this should be. This is how that should be. You understand? In other words, it is wise that he did it that way and it is foolish to go against it. Right? It is wise that a man leaves father and mother and cleaves his wife. It is wise that it's a man and woman that get married and not a man and a man. You understand? It is just wisdom. It's crazy. And that's why if you look at Romans 1, it's, it's actually when people reject God, they also reject his wisdom. When people go against God, they also go against his wisdom. And when they do that, they do that to their own detriment. Sometimes they think they are doing God. You understand? They go against the Lord. Right? The Bible tells us because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain. That's verse 21, Romans 1, 21. In their imagination, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became what? Fools. How did they become fools? Because they went against the wisdom of God. They went against God's wisdom. Are you seeing that? There is first of all acknowledging there is a God. There is also acknowledging his wisdom. Now, some people can even try to cut off God but still keep his wisdom. Well, good luck. But the truth is that his wisdom is actually what keeps the earth the way it is. It is his wisdom. His wisdom is just... (laughs) And many times, man's choices will border on accepting or rejecting God's wisdom. Think about it. When we say life or death, right or wrong, what is right, what is wrong? What is wrong basically is a rejection of God's wisdom. It's as simple as that. What is wrong is a rejection of that wisdom. You rejected God's wisdom. It tells you a man shall cling to his wife. You say a man shall cling to another man. It's lack of wisdom. You understand? Bible actually tells us, for example, if you read there where it says that people... Um, changed the natural use of um let me see that if we can find um yeah romans 1 verse 27 and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one for another so you are seeing that there was a natural use that is god in nature natural use nature god in nature his wisdom you get the, the natural use of of sex which is procreation male and female there's a natural order in which he designed the world and if you look at the natural order you see that the body is designed for that the male and female genitalia are designed to be linked that way so when a man says no (laughs) i don't want that design i want another man a woman says i don't want that design i want another woman and they they switch that you get they go for their own wisdom they become fools 
they become very foolish because to deny God or to deny God's laws or principles is to be a fool because you are just going against the tide. Because those are, as I said, those are laws. You cannot break them. You can only break yourself against them. And that's why, like, you know, no matter how much Hollywood wants to tell you that the people who are in this kind of relationships are happy, it's a lie. The people who are in this kind of things, is a lie. There is much more depression among people who behave like that. There is much more depression, suicide, and abnorm- anomalies or abnormalities among people who act like that. You understand? Yes. And you can, these laws are all over the place. It's the same reason why we don't smoke. It's the same reason why we don't really drink. There are many of these things. You just see it, the wisdom of God is scattered all across the Bible. But outside the Bible, just studying and observing nature, looking, observing very closely, you understand, will tell you God's wisdom. We just tell you that some things that you just should do and should not do. It's very, very, you know, it's just very, very distinct. There are just principles over the place. You understand? I mean, think about the mathematics. How did we know? We didn't know mathematics from the Bible. Mathematics is logic. We get it from nature. Just observing nature, you can actually realize that nature is built on mathematics. Nature is built on equations. There is calculations all over the place, buzzing everywhere. Just by studying nature, we are able to see that. You get it's because God. These principles that we use all over the place is from God. So it is stupid to say um, mathematics. Sometimes you you accept mathematics, but you reject morality because God made both. In his wisdom, you get his wisdom is the mathematics. He founded the world on logic. It's his wisdom that founded it, that that, that controls logic. You understand? Aha. Uh-huh. It's his wisdom that, that founded that. that. You find mathematics inside there. It's the same wisdom he used. It, if you think about it, the same wisdom he used to establish mathematics is the same wisdom he used to establish morality. So it means that when I go against, when I lie, I steal, I cheat. I fornicate. I do all these things that are, you know, that I am told not to do. You have to realize God established those things based on wisdom. And when he instructs you that you are not to be like the Gentiles, or you, are, you are not to be like unbelievers, and this is what you should do, he's telling you first because it's your nature, but he's also telling you because it is just wisdom. To go against this is to hurt yourself. To go against God's wisdom is to harm yourself. You understand because if you want people, if you want to know why should I do this, why should I not do that, why should I, you get just like what we we're saying yesterday about sensitization. You should be able to explain these things to them that the reason why God will say, you understand, don't fornicate, right? That in scripture you see a reason your body is a temple of the living God, right? Beautiful. That one is one. Your body belongs to Him. Perfect. But if you also look in nature, if you also look and think through, you just realize why it says don't fornicate. You understand? A lot of if you if you go into studies, you find out why he says don't sleep around. There are just many things. Okay, for example, let me give you a very very concrete example. I was talking to people about this yesterday. He says no sex before marriage, and I'm like, why? He gave me a body. But one thing that sex before marriage does is this: it destroys trust even in marriage. Okay, there are several reasons actually. It it okay sex before marriage number one. Um, it gives you stranger appetites. It destroys number two. It destroys trust in marriage. And let me let me talk about number one. Number one is that when you sleep around before marriage, you sleep around different people. Number one, the discipline you should have been cultivating to stay faithful to your wife or husband is being eroded. It's been, you understand. It will actually take it will take more effort on your part when you get married to actually stick to one person when you are sleeping around with many different people. 
You understand why? Because what tempted you, the temptation of doing that doesn't die when you enter marriage. Many people think you get married, it's over. No, that temptation, it flies with you into marriage. It takes a walking in the spirit consciously to dampen that. You understand? And it's easier, honestly, it's actually easier when you've not been there. Just from the beginning, from the get-go, you've not been there. It's easier on you than when you've been there. Because now you have memories, you have thoughts, you have fantasies, you have things that now fight you in marriage when you're trying to say, no, I'm going to be pure, I'm going to stay. It's, those things will fight you. I'm telling you, a lot of people, go and check the statistics and show you that people who are, I mean, there are many people that think that once I say I, I do, that it's over. All my issues are over, all my unfaithfulness. It's a lie. I do is not a magical word that solves all those things for where? In fact, it may even amplify them. You understand? So that's one. Number two, a couple who is, who are, you know, having sex before marriage now this is the problem is that they won't be able to trust each other in marriage let me give you a very good example so there was a case whereby a certain man who um uh maybe a pastor or something he counsels and so there's a lady that came to him for counseling which is also the reason why we make sure that you don't as a pastor you don't counsel people alone you don't counsel opposite sex alone you should always leave your door open and have some second party watching and in fact some people will say that when you want to counsel ladies give send the ladies to your wife and so he was counseling this lady indoors closed doors and well he fell she fell they both did it and now to cover everything up he married her because i think she got pregnant so he married her she became mommy geo pastor's wife and i mean everybody happily ever after living but now see the problem whenever he tells his wife that look i'm there's a lady waiting for counseling in church. What do you think she, how do you think she feels? She doesn't trust him. She says, I know, <laughs> Gwen, you know, you're not going anywhere. You understand? So it erodes that trust. Do you understand? Yeah. Because there are principles God built. The marriage is supposed to be built on trust. You know, there's some, there are just laws everywhere. And when you, many times we don't see this, but when you break a law in one area, you are breaking laws in other areas. When you destroy discipline in one area, you're actually eroding foundations in other areas. You understand? The wisdom of God is total. The wisdom of God is complete. You understand? The wisdom of God affects everything. So, we have to realize this, that um, as believers, there is as um, there's God's word, you understand? There are principles. But there, there, there's this natural, these laws in nature that we should be able to study to. Laws in nature doesn't look naturally. Like, just common sense laws. You get logically, you should be able to explain to someone, hey, why should I not have sex before marriage? You should be able to make a presentation and say, look, see, 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 can't you see this, can't you see this, can't you see this, can't you see this? Look at all this. Is this the kind of life you want? Do you understand? Is this what you want? You now say, okay, it's true, it makes sense. You, you get, it is, God's laws are not illogical. God's instructions are not illogical at all they are founded so well in logic they are actually for our protection you understand when god establishes rules he doesn't establish them because he's god he establishes them to protect us so when you understand that you now realize okay how do i align myself with god's wisdom obedience just walk in obedience if i can walk in obedience you understand i i just will align myself my life will go well my life will go well and you have the old testament for example to show you a lot of examples of people who decided to go their own way and what happened to them it's a lot of examples lots of examples you understand so that's basically what i want to share with you what name will i even call these laws uh, well i'll find a i'll find a way tomorrow i'll probably expand on it 
and we're going to see how it is linked to the political sphere or arena you understand so that is it guys for today god bless you um share it to somebody share with a friend let's all you know how i put it let's get wiser <laughs> let's align with god's principles let's align with the lord and let us get better okay all right guys have a wonderful day god bless you and bye-bye If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram, that's pst.sen, pst.essien, see you there.